What is going on everyone? It is Mason Pierce here, host of the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast. And I want to let y'all know about a little secret, and it's called Anchor by Spotify. It is one of the new and easiest ways to make your own podcast with everything you need all in one single place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from the comfort of your phone or computer. And also, when you are hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and whatever platform you choose to post it on. It's everything you need to make a podcast in just one single place. And the best part of all, Anchor is totally free to use. So make sure you download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. Get started creating your own podcast or start hosting on a very up-and-coming new platform. Yo, what is going on, Cover 7 family? It's your host, Mason Pierce, back at it again. And guys, I hope y'all are having a fantastic start to y'all's week. I hope that you don't let Monday kick you, keep you down. I hope it uprises you and allows for you to have a wonderful week. Guys, today's episode will not really be jam-packed with news. We haven't really had too, too much, but I would expect later on this week to have some pretty juicy podcasts with a lot of news. Um, Just considering with a lot of MLB lockout news... NFL, you know, off-season news before we do begin the start of the regular, you know, or the before the new league year, and then also, guys, we'll be giving, we'll be having some mock draft, kind of my personal mock draft coming up in early April, right before the draft does start. So, guys, let's get right into it. Go grab your popcorn, grab your coffee, whether you're on your way to work or you're just relaxing in bed. I hope you guys enjoy today's episode, and let's get into. it. It so, guys, for the college football portion of today's news to start it off is regarding the college football playoff once again. And unfortunately, this is some kind of sad news for me as I've wanted to see this expand. But the college football playoff committee has announced, I think it was on Wednesday, that they will continue to have the four team playoff format through the 2025 college football season once that contract expires that they signed back in 2014 to start the college, you know, college football playoff format. Um, it doesn't really shock me because, well, the Pac-12, it had to be a unanimous vote, and the Pac-12 voted against it, and I think a couple other uh, conferences voted against it. But, nothing less, we will still continue to have this four-team play, four, sorry guys, this four-team format in the college football playoff until at least 2025. Um, I'm hoping they can at least do 8 to 12. I mean, I know 16 is kind of a lot. You know what I mean? It doesn't need to be the FCS because, it's, once again, this is the football bowl subdivision. You know what I mean? Not the football championship subdivision. So don't expect 16, but I'm hoping they can at least do 12. Now, on to the next news, and this is regarding some transfer portal news that kind of was regarding TCU football. And it's kind of important to me considering we've lost a lot at this position. TCU edge rusher Landon Watson, who earlier last week was rumored to be leaving the team after, you know, Kari Coleman and O'Shawn Mathis had already transferred from the program, possibly because the coaching staff and the new changes that came to, you know, our program. But it is confirmed by Landon and by, you know, just every TCU source that Landon will be staying with the Horn Frogs. Um, this is I'm super happy about this because I think Landon realized that hey his opportunity is now considering we don't have our two star edge rushers no more they're gone so he's realizing hey I need to step up into this role be that 
be that next guy man up mentality or have that next guy up mentality and take this defense under his wing, you know, alongside him and Travius, CJ, and all of them. Because, I mean, we've been killed by the transfer portal. And I, and I definitely would expect there to continue to be some more transfers. But I don't know exactly when, just considering how Texas is going right now. And Texas is kind of looking on the uprise. And I don't know if any of y'all seen this video of, since we're talking about Texas, I don't know if, if any of any of y'all, sorry guys, I can't even, I don't know what it is. I just can't talk today. I don't know if any of y'all have seen the video that's kind of trending on Instagram right now regarding Quinn Ewers and how he's rapping. He's just rapping a song with his teammates and how his teammates are kind of just joking around with him, talking about how they don't know or like they don't understand how he knows who the artist is. So it's looking like Quinn Ewers is clicking a lot more in UT than he was when he was in Columbus with the Buckeyes. So watch out for Texas this year, especially if they do land Oshawn, who announced Texas is in his final year, is in his top five schools. And watch out for Kari possibly to end up joining him as well because, well, they've got the Gary Patterson connection. They were recruited by Gary, and they're probably going to want to play for Gary again. So, once again, Texas, with all the recruiting they've been doing, transfer portal pickups, Texas could possibly be dangerous this year. And this is coming from a TCU fan, guys. I mean, the way this team is looking so far, I could definitely easily see a 10-2, and 11-1 season coming their way and a Big 12 championship, finally, that I know all you UT fans are really, really wanting. Now, on to some hiring news. Um, Auburn, they have promoted their wide receiver coach, Eric Kieso, to offensive coordinator. Um, he spent most of the season as their wide receivers coach. He's pretty decent, I would say, in my opinion. He'll be a great play caller for him. So there you go for Auburn. For all you Tiger fans who are wondering who the heck y'all are going to who who the heck y'all are going to sign as offensive coordinator, you now know it is your wide receiver coach. Um, some kind of really underrated news that I don't think a lot of people are talking about enough. Um, the Miami Hurricanes. Let me just get this out first and foremost. Mario Cristobal is destroying. And I mean destroying the hiring aspect of college football right now. I mean, he is taking every top assistant coach in the country and is bringing them down to Miami. Uh, Mario Cristobal is a blessing in disguise for these Hurricanes because they've needed it. And it's going to help with their recruiting for a long time. But the Hurricanes, they have hired former Louisville head coach and Texas head coach Charlie Strong to become their next linebacker coach. So y'all are bringing in a guy who... He proved himself at Louisville, Texas, you know, once Mac Brown had retired and they hired him from Louisville, assuming he would have been able to make that program, you know, great. Unfortunately, Texas during that little time frame was just never, they just weren't good. I mean, coaching staff as a whole was not good. Charlie's not, Charlie is not a bad head coach. He's not a bad coach at all. Um, he was a linebacker coach for the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars this, part, this past season as he was hired to Urban Meyer's original coaching staff. And as we all know, Urban Meyer's gone but great hire for Miami and Mario Cristobal is this just they just continue to build up this um great Miami coaching staff because we've they've needed to see this I mean Manny Diaz's staff was horrible besides Brett Lashley um and as, as we all know Brett Lashley went to SMU to be their head coach so Miami continues to get these great assistant coaches and I would definitely expect them to be a 9 and 3, 10 and 2 possible team this year considering this is just the first year with Mario Cristobal. Uh the last college this is college basketball news. So it's not college football, but it's college basketball news cuz I mean it it's regarding college. Y'all y'all will be okay, I promise. I know it's not the end of the video, but y'all live. Um <laughs> it's regarding Michigan 
head coach for their basketball team, Coach Jawan Howard. In case you don't know who Jawan Howard is, he's a former Michigan great for the uh, former, you know, the that Fab Five team. He's he's a he was a really great player for Michigan, kind of like a Jim Harbaugh type thing. Gets hired back to his alma mater to be their head coach a few years ago. Um, as we all know, Michigan this year has been very disappointing in their play on the court. They just haven't been able to finish games, and they haven't been able to, you know, come out go out, come out the gates jumping. But at the end of today's at the sorry guys, I'm recording this on a Sunday. But at the end of Sunday's uh, game against Wisconsin, so I I didn't watch the game. I looked at Twitter and I looked at Instagram and I was reading some things and I was kind of like trying to pick it apart. But apparently, at like the last 10 seconds. Uh, Wisconsin's their head coach he called a timeout and I guess that pissed Jawan off immensely so when they were doing handshakes you know at the end of the game they get up in the lines and they you know just shake you know you know high five whatever right uh, Jawan and Wisconsin's head coach they got into it originally started as Wisconsin's head coach kind of like saying just kind of chirp not chirping but it's kind of telling him hey knock it off and Jawan you know, didn't like it either because the the uh, Wisconsin's head coach he did grab Jawan at one point and Jawan had to be held back and I mean he got pushed back by all his players and staff but he ended up you know having that long wingspan ended up punching Wisconsin's head coach in the face and players ended up started brawling it was a bad scene personally I think for college basketball because it doesn't look good for that was uh, that Michigan Wolverine basketball program kind of the locker room it almost feels like another Arizona State football program instance where it's like the coach doesn't really care what the players do he's kind of he's not he's not giving them that example of how you should act because no coach should be punching another coach yes it was annoying yes they probably should not have called that timeout at the end but there's no need to do that. I would I would definitely expect Jawan Howard to possibly be suspended the rest of the year, maybe even fired, because I know Michigan's not going to continue to put up with it. As we all know, Jawan has had a past of having these incidents where he just can't control his anger. So I'm hoping Michigan, they figure this out. Um, I'm hoping Jawan can just relax and realize, hey, it is not the end of the world. Yes, it is annoying, but th at the end of the day, this is a sport, and people are going to do these type of things. He knows that probably better than anyone, considering he played at the highest level of college basketball with Michigan. So, I don't know. Kind of a sad story, but it was also kind of funny to look at the same time, because seeing about how a guy at this stature just completely crumbles, knowing that this is a, this is a profession at this point. In my opinion, college college sports as a whole are turning more into a profession. And when you're getting paid the amount of money you are, that Jawan Howard is getting paid to be the head coach in Michigan, you cannot afford to do these things for your family and for yourself. Now, guys, that is that's kind of the that's kind of the sum of you know really any college news. We haven't had a lot to talk about, unfortunately, but I promise you, I will make sure that I eventually find a lot more news for y'all so y'all can continue to be up to date now guys speaking if you want to continue to be up to date with any daily sports news i highly suggest following the official instagram and tiktok accounts of the cover seven with mason podcast which are going to be at cover seven with mason pierce on both platforms and i will make sure to leave a link in the description for the for the instagram for cover seven with mason pierce Guys, I thank you so much for the support, and now let's get into the NFL side of today's news. So now, we don't have too, too much, once again, as I told y'all from the beginning, but to start it out, the Washington Commanders, per the Athletic, are willing to trade anyone to get a top-tier quarterback. And yes, when I say anyone, this includes Terry McLaurin and Chase Young, if they are getting a decent package back. 
Um, this kind of shocks me as I feel Washington should first wait and see how the draft unfolds. See if, you know, Sam Howell, which I think is a great project quarterback in the NFL because he's shown he has pinpoint accuracy and he's able to make those tightrope throws. And he's able to get out of the pocket too. He's, he's he's he doesn't have he has great pocket presence. So I think if they're able to land Sam Howell, I think that um, Washington definitely should. Um, I don't think they should trade really for a you know a veteran quarterback right now like Russell Wilson or anything like that because Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, and all of them. And yes, I know I'm saying Aaron Rodgers, but all of them are going into the last kind of last segment of their careers and they're not worth giving up your whole future just for a couple mediocre seasons as we all know Washington it's more than just a quarterback at this point they fundamentally need more help so I think they need to look to the draft for a quarterback this year if it doesn't work out that's fine because next year they're going to have a lot more ballers at quarterback it's probably going to be a in my opinion, a better draft class for quarterbacks compared to this year. So worst comes to worst, they draft a lineman, they draft a receiver that they need. I think Curtis Samuel was a bust free agent signing for the commanders as he really didn't do too much. And I know it's not partially his fault because of injuries, but when he was on the field, he was pretty lackluster. So hopefully they can maybe get a speedster out of this draft, you know, kind of uh, like uh, the wide receiver out of Penn State, Dotson. He's pretty good. I liked what, I see, what I've seen from him in, in the games he played at Penn State. Um, but yeah, so now into the next news, guys. It's regarding my Dallas Cowboys. They are expected to prioritize re-signing Michael Gallup this offseason. This is great because, no offense, I think we should trade Amari because his con not not just his contract, but I just think at this point Amari is going to be a better fit for someone else than us because we have too much talent with Cedric Wilson, Noah Brown, and all of them. Because in my opinion, Amari is not going to be getting the touches he he wants as much. And considering if Tony Pollard takes a bigger role this next year as a receiving back, um, yeah, Amari Cooper is really going to be kind of excluded out of this off out of this offense. So hopefully, we're able to you know re-sign Michael, keep him in Dallas. I think he might take a little bit of a hometown discount, considering you know Dallas did draft him. But overall, I, this is amazing because I was scared we weren't even going to try to re-sign Michael at all. But this is great. Um, this is kind of the biggest news regarding the NFL, and this is the um, it's regarding the Pittsburgh Steelers. They have officially hired Brian Flores, the former Miami Dolphins head coach and former New England longtime assistant, to be their next linebacker coach and senior defensive assistant. This is fantastic. If I'm a Steelers fan, I am thrilled right now. I am absolutely excited for what he's going to bring to that defense because we saw what he did with Miami and how great they were at getting turnovers. Um, I expect the Steelers to continue to have a top 10 defense this upcoming year. The thing, it's scary to think the things he's going to do with T.J. Watt and Minka Fitzpatrick on that de on his defense. I'm, I'm kind of surprised they didn't really sign him as a defensive coordinator. Now, I know they had already signed their defensive coordinator before this, but whoo, that, that defense is going to be disgusting this year. Watch out for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, for the final NFL news, this is per Rich Orenberger, and it's regarding Patrick Mahomes. Now, Patrick Mahomes, and this is just a rumor. This is not official. Patrick's denied it, but this is a rumor, and I still feel like it should be talked about. Apparently, Patrick Mahomes had sat down with his fiance and brother to discuss this past season and told them not to even attend any games this upcoming season regarding how their antics were. And in case you don't know, there was a viral TikTok regarding Jackson Mahomes where he was dancing on a Sean Taylor on Sean Taylor's number 21, and it was a memorial game because um, Kansas City traveled up to Washington to play Washington, and that was when Washington retired Sean Taylor's number. It was not a good look. He immediately deleted the video because he realized how much hate he was going to get. 
Um, Brittany Matthews, Patrick Mahomes' fiance, has kind of been very much disliked by a lot of Kansas City just for pretty much showboating and kind of not having a lot of sportsmanship and respecting your opponent more than anything. Um, she sprayed champagne over a whole crowd of people when it was like in the t low 20s. So, I mean, it, it, it just hasn't been good for the Mahomes family as a whole. Obviously, Kansas City loves Patrick Mahomes, but I don't think they really love the family that that came with him. I mean, considering Jackson Mahomes and his TikTok and how he just practically embarrasses that Mahomes name. And nothing against him. He, everyone can do what they want. But I just feel like when your brother is this high of a stature and, and such a big league that the NFL is, you have to be able to control yourself and you have to be able to understand that, hey, you can't do everything you did before your brother was here because your brother is an example and a role model for hundreds of people. But I'm kind of glad if this is true that he did because they needed to kind of understand, hey, you cannot keep doing this. Now, guys, we got some NBA news. This, remember, I just covered kind of the major news regarding other sports. Uh, and this is and this is regarding the Los Angeles Lakers, and as we all know, that is a <laughs> dumpster fire right now of a team with Russell Westbrook not being able to offensively give production. Defense do not does not exist. Um, it's regarding Anthony Davis, their star center that they traded every key asset they ever had for. Um, he's out four weeks with another ankle sprain. Personally, I think it's time to get rid of Anthony Davis and the little experiment they thought. They got their one... Uh, Mickey Mouse ring, you know, in 2020 at the bubble. Uh, Anthony Davis just can't stay healthy. I mean, when you trade away Brandon Ingram, who's playing right, who's a star right now for the Pelicans, you trade away Lonzo Ball, who's a great starting guard for the Bulls right now, and you trade away Josh Hart, who's a great, who's a great rotation player, and then you give up a couple first-round picks to get a player who might give you maybe 30 games a year at most and then might be healthy for the playoffs, it's not worth it. I think they need to be able to, hopefully, I, by next trade deadline, when they can get his value back up, be able to trade him. Not because he's a bad player. He's got talent. I mean, we've all seen it, whether it's his passing ability or whether it's down in the paint, being able to attack the glass. He's got he's got the talent, but he just cannot stay healthy. And it's one of those unfortunate things like Derrick Rose, where you want to keep him because you know the talent he has, but you can't because of his contract and also the fact that it's just a waste of cap space. But um, and guys, regarding the um, as we all know, the NBA All Star Weekend was this past weekend. It was great. Um, I'm currently making this right now while the uh, NBA All Star Game's going on. So I think Wednesday I'll probably discuss a little bit. But we'll talk about how Carl Anthony Towns won the three point contest. That completely shocked me. I think I personally, after that first round when Luke Kennard put up 28, I personally thought Luke Kennard was gonna run away with it. But as we all saw, Carl Anthony Towns had 29 the final round to beat out I think it was Trey Young and Luke Kennard so congratulations to Cat I mean he and he wanted his he wanted his respect as one of the, as one of the greatest shooting centers of all time and personally I think he deserves it I really do I know he's still super young but he showed that he has that skill to be able to make that clutch 3 so it was it's overall it was a great 3 point contest now <laughs> Now, the dunk contest was a little bit questionable. Now, Cole Anthony is one of my personal favorites right now in the NBA. I love the energy he brings and the enthusiasm and just the, you know, the humor he brings. You know what I mean? He he, he makes it a lot more lighthearted. But, um, no, uh, dunk contest definitely needs to bring back a time limit because Jalen Green, who brought out an NFT of his dunk, which I thought was kind of interesting and questionable to say the least, 
Um, he comes back. He he probably took him about I'd say seventy thousand attempts to be able to make a dunk the first round, and I quit watching after that. I didn't watch the rest. I know Obi Toppin, you know the New York center, their forward, or the New York Knicks, their forward. I know he ended up winning the the dunk contest, but I know a lot of people were just saying, "Well, how's a snooze fest?" And personally, I think they need to bring back the timer and bring back all that because you can't be having a guy having 39 attempts, but just because he didn't touch the rim, that doesn't officially count as an attempt. But overall, the All-Star weekend, in my opinion, was pretty great. Uh, DJ Khaled, once again, was back in the All-Star game, you know, just bringing out bangers. I mean, it was it was good. I still think, obviously, Super Bowl halftime with Eminem and all them was absolutely 10 times better. But it was not horrible. So, guys, I really do hope y'all enjoyed today's episode. I know it wasn't really the most entertaining, but I really do hope that it did give y'all the news that y'all did need to continue to you know watch sports you'll remember and continue to understand guys i thank y'all so much for the support y'all continue to show me every single podcast and i thank y'all just for listening i thank y'all for being such an amazing family to me as i look at y'all as family and guys i hope y'all continue to support the podcast do not forget to go follow the official tiktok and instagram of the cover seven with mason pierce podcast at cover seven with mason pierce link will be down in the bio of this podcast as well and guys I look forward to seeing y'all on Wednesday. Take care.